0: So, we uh, finished watching The Wu Assassins on Netflix, and even if you haven't seen this show or aren't interested in it, I think we have a lot to talk about and what makes the show what it is. Yeah, let's talk about Wu Assassins on today's Project Shadow. God, Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Okay, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Wu Assassins on Netflix, and I, I will give a warning when I go into spoilers, but trust me, I don't really think this is a show that can be spoiled, and that's one of the things I really want to talk about. So, uh, before we get into all that, oh my, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. more people that listen, the bigger the audience. The bigger the audience, the better chance we have of meeting each other and talking. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. And thank you to everyone who's already done that. Okay, so the Wu Assassins, um... As you have noticed, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've been doing a lot of episodes going into the concept of violence and force and warfare and how that is inflected in our fiction and how that affects us as a culture and a people. Um, yeah. I don't even know if that's relevant for this show. Now, I have to say one of the reasons why... I am so fascinated about this is because in life I am fairly pacifistic in that. I think that we should try negotiation and to settle all of our problems without violence, violence whenever possible. Um, but on the other hand, because I, I like an ogre, I have layers. I really love martial arts fiction and this is kind of a, pull and tug inside of me to try to figure out how I, as a creator, can do ethical martial arts fiction, which is kind of what I strive to write in a lot of ways. So the idea of something like the Wu Assassins was a perfect fit for us because it's, it looks like a, you know, Hong Kong action movie. And... Just to get the review out of the way, the, the martial arts in here is pretty good. They It starts rough. For those who don't know how these films are filmed, the choreographed fight scenes are generally f- um, performed slower than they normally would be. So that the actions can be perfect and deliberate and exactly where the choreographer wants them to be. And then that film is sped up. In earlier episodes, that is very obvious. But eventually they figure out how to do that and make it work. So that that's the show is a learning curve. Number two, it, there really isn't. a. OK, I'm not going to say there isn't a story. There technically is a story that has a beginning, middle and end and teaser for a second season. But as with most movies of this type, even though this is a a series, it feels more like it's there as the glue that holds the fight scenes together. And this is... I really don't want to say it this way, but in in some ways this is almost like martial arts porn in that you're they know you're there for the fight scenes and the talking is justifications for the fight scenes to happen kinda which is why I said I don't know that the story can really be spoiled and that's the biggest problem that I have here is The series brings up a lot of very interesting questions. It has some very interesting characters, but it doesn't take the time that it needs to develop them and let them actually have the moments that they really want to have. It just goes from fight scene to fight scene to fight scene with some connective tissue between it while we meet some interesting characters and have some interesting story and world elements built into it, there's no, the story never takes a breath to fully explore them. Now, having said that, I I think it's worth watching for two reasons. One, if you just like watching martial arts action scenes, it has some pretty good ones. But if you are writing action fiction, I, I think it's kind of a study in how you need to actually put some of the world building work into it and flesh it out more and give the characters more character. Because, oh man, it really could have used that. I don't think I can say anything more before technically getting into spoilers, but like I said... I don't, because the plot is not really all that, the plot is subservient to the martial arts fights. Until you get to the final episode where it realized, oh crap, I need to wrap this up and then get in, get the setup for another season in here. And the final episode is probably the most plot heavy episode. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, hmm, and it has some great people in it. I mean, Summer Glau is in it and is completely wasted (laughs) because she, she has maybe three lines in the entire thing, even though she's just kind of standing around in the background a lot. Yeah. So technically, okay. We're going into spoilers now. Kind of. I, I, yeah because i i can't unpack it anymore without going into the actual story so the basic setup here is that once upon a time there were five wujing these wujing have the power to bestow mastery over one of the elements so you have earth fire wood metal and water okay these Jing had a tendency to corrupt, and a thousand monks did something that is, I don't know if they like sacrificed themselves or just died in process of the ritual. Anyway, they end up creating the Wu Assassin, and the Wu Assassin is a fun idea that never gets explored at all. Like, it's the first couple of episodes, and then it's gone. So, the idea of the Wu Assassin is that the martial arts prowess and abilities of all the monks are available to the Wu Assassin. And that's the purpose of the Wu Assassin to defeat the Wu Jing and bring balance to the world. Okay? One of the coolest things is when facing when using the power of the Wu assassin, the Wu assassin takes on the face and appearance of one of the monks. So it's like the perfect Batman costume because you will randomly become one of the thousand monks and thus no one will know who you really are, except the the story does away with that. Just way too quickly because yeah okay so the story is about kaijin kaijin is of indonesian chinese descent apparently he and his father tried to immigrate into the united states by um stowing away in a cargo container um kaijin's father died in transit And Kaijin was eventually adopted by Uncle Six. Uncle Six is the head of the triads in Chinatown. Okay? That's the basics. Okay, so that's basically all you need to know about him. He has friends who hung around with him all the time. And they're really close. They're like kind of family and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. So, the show presents us with a very interesting thing, because the first Wu Jing that Kai has to go up against is his father, Uncle Six. So, of course, by, like, the fourth episode, by, like, the third episode, Uncle Six knows that he is the Wu Assassin, so the whole disguise yourself thing doesn't matter anymore, and he very quickly agrees to give up his powers to give up the wujing through this ritual thingy that so that he can prove to Kai that he is that he actually loves him and all this stuff but that but the problem is by this point uncle 6 has already told the Scotsman Alec who the Wu assassin is. So the whole disguise thing doesn't matter anymore. So what was the point of it? So basically the, the main story, if there is one is that Alec was originally a Wu assassin back fought like 500 and some years ago in Scotland The Scotsman And his family was killed by the Water Wu So He basically Kills the Water Wu Gets the Water Wu Jing Then kills himself So that the power of the Wu assassin Will leave him And then he becomes the new Water Wu Because The Water Wu is essentially immortal Because they have the power of healing And so he can basically live forever So he can find a way to get his family back and I like that they tried to give him a sympathetic storyline because, again, sorry the spoilers, but in the end when he actually gets back to his family, you kind of feel for him a bit. I mean, he's a monster, he's a tyrant, and we really don't have much character development for him, but he he, he, he just wants to be with his family, and that's an understandable motivation. Um... Yeah. This show's all kinds of messed up. So, first of all, and just to get into some of the thematic stuff, because I could really go on trying to summarize where the plot lines went weird. But one of the main plot lines of the first season is this idea of family. So, you have Jenny and her brother, and you have, you know, this entire core fr- friend group that kind of operates as a family. They kind of grew up together. They know each other. They're basically, you know, family. You have struggles within the family. Jenny and her parents have issues. You know, uncle six and Kai Jin have issues. And of course, Alec is trying to get back to his family. So there's this very clear through line of it's all about family, except We don't really spend much time with that. Jenny's brother has a heroin problem that magically relapses and magically goes away really quickly. Without much time being spent on it, it's just a chance to show us that Jenny can fight off the people in the Smack House where she finds him. And... By the time we actually get to a point where we understand Uncle Six and where he's coming from, he's killed. So, all of the potential that could have been there... See, if I were writing this, the whole Uncle Six story would have been Season 1. Because there's so much there that you want to unpack. Because you have him trying to do everything that he can to protect both Kaijin and Chinatown. And he has a very interesting morally complex character that we don't get to see very much of because he's initially initially kind of upset that the Scotsman's moving in on this territory, then doesn't care about him because he's got to get the Wu assassin. And then he tells this Sc- guy Alec who the Wu assassin is. And then he decides to give up his Wu Jing so that he can show his son that he loves him or something. And then he's dead because that 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 they don't need him anymore, I guess. though I have to say at the very end, there's the question of whether he's actually dead, kind of seated in that we see graffiti that says Uncle Six lives. We'll see. I don't know.. Nah. <laughs> because the other thing that the show deals with is time travel. Because Alec actually finds a way to go back to the past. I'm not even going to get into that because it's just not explained at all. Anyway, he finds a way to get back into the past. He meets his family. And Kaijin goes back and kills him for it. But when we leave, his family is still alive. So he may have saved his wife and son, which would have changed the timeline because timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly bits... That may or may not have Any ramification on the story But of course We jump back in After the fight between Alec and Kaijin 44 days later Where We we get a Fast and Furious Family meal Lots of pleasantries and then Teaser for the next season Which Isn't really a teaser, there's an earthquake And Yingying shows up again And it's basically like we still need the Wu Assassin, and cut to credits. But the biggest problem that this show has is actually how it deals with violence, and that, in and of itself, is the most frustrating part of the show, because it's in such a rush to get from action sequence to action sequence to action sequence. And it doesn't take time to actually build character or rest with the characters or let the characters actually feel anything. Kai is reluctant to kill. Yingying is constantly telling him that he has to kill the holders of the Wujing. And he's like, no, there's got to be another way. Of course, he finds another way with Uncle Six, but it doesn't matter because Uncle Six dies shortly thereafter, so, meh. Um... (laughs) You know, it just doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So basically, there's an episode where he goes after the Wood Woo. I'm sorry, the Earth Woo. No, Wood. I don't know. Earth. I think it's Earth. I don't think they have. A- anyway, goes after the Earth Woo. And it, it plays out the way you'd expect. He kind of, in a way, almost accidentally kills him. It works, and he gets the wujing back. And then, without... We have kind of like this... He disappears from the show a little bit, so the other characters have option, you know, the ability to do action scenes without him. And then Kaijin Kai Jin shows back up, and he's just kind of okay with it, and basically kills everyone he fights from that point on in the show. And... Look... When you're dealing with supernatural forces like this, there's an interesting argument to make about whether or not these people have to live, have to die. It's such an ordeal to be able to take the Wu Jing out of them like they did with Uncle Six, that the likelihood that they could do that with any of the other Wu's, it's not very likely. So... There, there's an argument to be made that deadly force is required, but the argument is never made. The ramifications of how this affects Kaijin are never addressed. Uncle Six tells him, you know, you know, you're going to have to kill him. And Kaijin says, yeah, I know. And Uncle Six says, when you kill a man, it changes you. And that conversation sits in the show as a proxy For actually dealing with the results of the violence. And it's really frustrating. Because I think they've introduced some very interesting characters. I think they've introduced an interesting world. But the rate at which they tell the story. Because I feel like what happened was... Netflix learned the wrong lesson from the Marvel shows it was making where people complained because those shows had filler episodes. They weren't just episodes where you got to know the characters. They were episodes where the events didn't matter. They didn't show us character development. They didn't show us character growth. They were just there to pad out the runtime because the show needed to have X number of episodes. And it feels like because people complained about that, They removed everything from this series that could have been seen as padding or filler. In other words, all of the emotional content that would have grounded it, as well as all of the lore and all of the world building that would have helped us to understand where the wujing come from, why they're so dangerous, are they innately corrupting? Because if they are, what's going to happen to jenny now that she's the fire woo but oh wow she's not the fire woo anymore because magic thingy and stuff i don't know i there's part of me that wants to say the show is a mess because the show is a mess but there's another part of me that's like there is an interesting idea inside this that the premise is interesting if they'll give it time to actually breathe and do the things that it wants to do. But I don't think they're going to do that. It's just going to be fight, 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 fight. So I don't know if it's going to get a second season. I think it maybe should so that they can write, try to write the course of the show. But in the end, we'll, we'll just have to see. It, it, if you like watching martial arts, it's an interesting show. But beyond that, there's not a lot of depth there. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate the rate it wherever you're listening. That really does help out a lot. If you have a dollar you can spare, in the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the community support page. The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Um, your help really does help. It's the way I make a living and it helps me keep doing everything that I'm doing. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you know anybody you think would like this episode or this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. I am feeling better, so hopefully everything will stay on course, but I will keep you up to date about all that. Until next time, don't forget. Oh. You can hit me up with any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter and Instagram. Go to ProjectShadow.com and find links to everything there. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.